0: Welcome back to Chat Shit Gets it. Hosted by me, Danny Field. This is the second part of a chat I had with my friend and stand-up comedian, Tim Combley. You know when like someone might say something like that and you go, yeah, all right, I'm going to take the piss out of that and you cannot think of like a single good joke or or like anything to come back with. And you go, no, actually. Um yeah. Yeah, that was it.
1: Man, I'm really bad with off the cuff stuff. That's Same. why I like you just don't do it.
0: Yeah.
1: I, think, I like, think most people are really.
0: Well, I think everyone's good. Everyone's good, I think, with off the cuff, but I think when you've actually got to think about being off the cuff is when it's Do you know what I mean? Like, if you just mug me off and Or I mugged you off. You could come back with something pretty quickly. But if you then go, all right, what are you going to say? Then you start questioning yourself. Because then you're getting heckled.
1: I think it's something that like so many comedians aspire to be is like just that off the cuff that like real professional MC standard of being able to interact with the crowds and yeah just think of something funny on the spot. i tell you what was really really good for that and it's a little bit different because it's not crowd work but thinking like on your feet were the, um, the pun battles in Auckland. And yeah. then, well, I say yeah. Auckland, I mean like the whole New Zealand. I did them in Wellington as well. And some of my, oh man, some of my favourite gigs were those pun battles. They were so much fun.
0: I've done shout out the Hugo pun Girl. You.
1: What'd you say? So much fun, man. I said shout out Hugo Girl. Who oh put yeah, 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 yeah. Hugo Girl put on the um, put on. Uh, I think
0: probably New Zealand's best drag king. I think officially. Right, you not was win the, the RuPaul, the New Zealand version of Drag Race? Yeah. Yeah,
1: so... I think it was called House of Drag. So, like, that's what I mean. Yeah, officially, literally New Zealand's best drag act, like Drag King or Queen.
0: Officially, official, that's it. But, yeah, yeah I've done, yeah, done that, and I was absolutely shit at puns. You can probably tell I was shit at puns, because a minute ago when you said, yeah, she's probably, like, their official best act, I tried to add on that, and I just went, yeah official that's
1: me think. that's me thinking on my feet just repeating a word yeah official i mean it's, it's annoying if i was in my bedroom i'd have my trophy cabinet which it consists Did of you no 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 i got twice i got best pun of the night which is yeah. kind of the um it's almost like the most improved most improved kind of award it's the award that you don't actually want to get you want to place you want to get like third second or first yeah yeah yeah, i did like one the first time i got it i don't think i did i think it was more of like a pity um it was more of a pity kind of oh well done for trying sort of award but then the second time i got it i did genuinely get the best pun of the night
0: yeah can you reveal the pun do you remember the pun (laughs)
1: Out of context, it might not be so funny. So well, you um, <laughs>
0: set yourself up,
1: you set yourself up, here, Tim. So I kind you of have to, now. don't I? So there was. So the format is like the night starts off with these pun battles, where like the two comedians go, they get a subject, and then go forward and back, and they have to make puns on that subject in a kind of like rap battle format. Yeah. Um, just before me, this girl called Sue got up. And like absolutely smashed it, did really well. She went on to win the night. Like everyone loved her. It was really great. She was really funny. And then I was doing my pun battle with another guy called Frank. Anyway, the um the what's it called? The category we had was weather. So we we're like doing forward and back weather puns. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, everyone thinks Sue was the best, right? Everyone thinks Sue was the best. Sue, nah me and like the whole place just fucking erupted it was great it doesn't even work like strictly speaking tsunamis Tsunami. aren't really they're, they're not weather they're like more ge- geological phenomena. so they're not actual they're not meteorological meteorological are yeah. they so i should have actually been kicked off for that but I, yeah. in the end i won one best pun of the night and like it is probably one of the best moments in comedy I've ever had because the place just like lost their the shit routine. it was awesome yeah well, like, it, it all was just fantastic Tim
0: complete
1: Tim I wouldn't say I, I don't think they knew my name but, um, out on <laughs> <their shoulders. laughs> it was one of the nights I'd actually brought like a couple of friends to yeah. um, come to see watch, me yeah. and yeah I think after that they must have thought that I'm just like some like Professional, um, yeah. but yeah, that was a great moment, and I got a little plastic, little plastic cup for it.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't win anything when I done it, but um I was pretty lucky because there was like a qualification stage, and then you go on to like the main bit.
1: Yeah, and
0: it was me and another comedian in New Zealand. I think um, Julia Clement and. What happened? I was, remember
1: this. I, I, remember I
0: didn't this. actually say any puns. I said, I can't even remember what I said, but they just weren't puns. Like in my head, I thought they were puns and uh, Hugo, girl was just behind me going, no, nope, not a pun. But, oh shit, not my mind. <laughs> yeah, they were really strict because,
1: with the rules, weren't they? Yeah,
0: but because Julia couldn't, um, she had run out of like puns on the spot and they had given me like an extra chance and an extra chance. So we'll, we'll let you have that, but it's not a pun because she, she couldn't think of anything i just naturally won but i said it was like i had two goes and she had one and then she couldn't think of anything but the two guys i had weren't puns at all it just it was it was nothing to do with pun night and i managed to get through the qualification round
1: man similar thing happened to me it was the second pun show in auckland i think you'd left at this point but it was yeah i was up against josiah day who was just like an incredibly good comedian like yeah. he's really funny i've seen him like go into dead rooms where everyone's bombed and just turned it around but for yes. whatever reason he he, he 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 wasn't mastering the act of off-the-cuff puns um so yeah yeah that like i was in the same situation where i basically got through more not from my own ability it was more from my opponent giving up um but yeah i got through to the second round and that was still
0: a win you got you still count that as a win but hugo girl had hired a professional
1: um like film crew to film that whole night as a um like a promo thing so afterwards like it was released like the professional promo um gig for like pun battles new zealand and like, I watched it back thinking, oh, it'll be good to see myself like in a professional video. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Literally, every other comedian that night was featured in it, but there was like nothing from me and nothing oh, yeah. back. And it's not like, oh, yeah, fair enough. I didn't do anything good that night that,
0: um, because i bet was like real well yeah. excited for that video he's like, oh i'm gonna be in the yeah, video really was. i might like and you you know so i might say something and the crowd will laugh and i can show it to people you're like yeah and then you see the video and it's just nothing and you're like ah. Oh.
1: yeah I see, uh, and josiah day got on that as well his opening line you know when you come on stage and introduce yourself he got yeah. on with that wow yeah. oh, what was what was his line he did Fuck, I'm not gonna remember now, but yeah. yeah, he's a real funny comedian.
0: Josiah is hilarious. He's um have you seen Joe Damon is just killing, killing him it in New Zealand yeah. right now? Yeah, It's
1: insane. His, like I'm so happy for socials. him, man, because he's real funny, but he has just like mastered social media and sold out Sky City.
0: Yeah, so like good
1: on him, man. I'm so happy for him.
0: Anyone who doesn't know I guess, New Zealand comedians, um, especially, I guess, people coming from, like, the open mic scene and then onto the main circuit. Um, I think Joe probably started, like, three or four years ago. I feel like I've been going for two, and I think he was he was in, like, the raw comedy quest um, the year just as I was starting to do it, and he was in the final, so he must have been going for, like, a year or so. Um, but, yeah, he smashed it, man. Like, he'd set up a podcast pretty early on, and... He got some good guests on for like an open micer doing a podcast. Yeah, man, he got like Phil Wang on on
1: the yeah when it was the New Zealand um what's it called the New Zealand Comedy Festival. I remember looking through his podcast and it's like shit, Phil Wang. Like yeah, he's a Lauren big kid. <laughs> oh really? Up, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And that's one thing I say. If there's any like open micers, like especially if you're like new to stand up and you just want to learn more about it. Lauren Patterson's episode is probably, like, one of the best episodes for an open mic Um It's on Joe Damon's podcast called Shit Talk, which is S H X T. Not shit, it's shucks. Um, but, yeah, like, she goes into everything with, like, how she got into stand-up, like, open mic in, Like, there's so much information on there. I think that was one of the most helpful things, like, when I was first starting out.
1: I should listen to it. I haven't actually listened to it.
0: I tried to find it a while ago, but I couldn't. I don't know if it was just my phone being shit or if it's been taken down. But um, but yeah, like, you know, Joe Joe Damon's killing it over there. And there's just like a host of good comedians coming through that were either started as we start or as I started or like the year or so before that we going through. Um, Josh Jack was another one who uh, some people yeah, might remember. So he went viral because... He was getting made redundant, I think, um, by like a law firm or something like, or maybe a marketing firm in Auckland, and he hired a clown to come in on his redundancy meeting. And um, I think like he got the clown. I don't know if this was a joke or if he actually got him to do it, but I think the clown might have acted out like some crying tears and things like that throughout it. And he uh, he posted it, and like he went viral, like all around the world. He went on. Um, Oh, uh, what's the show with uh what's the name, Holly Willoughby and the other geezer? This this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This morning Was he got, on that? Yeah, they interviewed him. Oh fuck, good idea. And you. then even on the interview, he was he had this bit going about like trying to get sponsorship um from brands. So throughout the interview he done as many slogans as he could. And he put that up on his Insta as well. Oh no way. Yeah. I've never, yeah. oh shit, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, you used to watch it, it's funny. I remember like, just waking up one
1: day, I looked on BBC and it's like second most popular article that day was, yeah, Josh Thompson. I was just yeah. like, fuck man, I used to gig with him in Auckland, that's sick. Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, no, there's good comedians over in New Zealand. Um, Good comedians everywhere, really. But um, let's let's move away from New Zealand. Um, so you started in Australia, moved away from New Zealand. You've been back a year or so. If I've been back two years, you've probably been back a year. I got back in, in November. Yeah. Oh, so oh fucking hell, you've not been here that long then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Just well, before like, all, well, a few months before all the lockdown and everything.
0: Yeah, uh, so you've this got that. This is in 2050, we're in the crying. middle of
1: a global pandemic.
0: Yeah, we can't really do comedy now. How are you getting on doing, not being able to do stand-up during I love it.
1: I, I I prefer not being able to do stand-up than breaking my heart every night doing stand-up. Really? No, obviously, I, I'm joking. Oh, I'm glad. You, mate, that was, was actually
0: like convincing a acting. That was convincing yeah. acting. I'm <laughs> like... <laughs> It sounded like you was about to break down. Stand-up's like a
1: drug. You're addicted to it and you keep doing it because you love it, even though you know you shouldn't love it, but you do keep doing it because yeah. you're always chasing that rush. And you're chasing it. And now I've had had this break from it. It's been like, oh, maybe spending three hours in the pub watching other people bomb just so I can do five minutes and I bomb. Maybe that's not a healthy way to deal with life but
0: um <laughs> yeah, it's healthy enough you on you're not you're not doing anything you can't stop like physically you're not on heroin
1: no i guess
0: not but Although I think sometimes the, as, as david lewis would say some kids can feel like you're on heroin but, uh, yeah
1: i reckon there's kind of reward mechanisms happening in your brain that are similar to the old skag but yeah. um
0: well it's that buzz on a laugh isn't it like i remember my first gig and which was at the classic so we're going back to new zealand but um you said we wouldn't yeah well we are mate we are so fucking deal with it
1: but did anyone see my mum in the background there
0: maybe yeah
1: this is the perils of living at home <laughs> anyway god on. god on. <laughs> what
0: were you saying but yeah like i'd done my first gig in auckland um at the classics so it was like the monday night raw show um, and I've never been—I think—so nervous for anything in my entire life. Like an
1: intimidating room for sure.
0: As some, especially as someone who doesn't do—I've like, never done public speaking. I've never been into just anything in that way. Like I've always hated interviews. So to then go, yeah, I'm going to stand up in front of a group of people, not just talk to them, but try and make them laugh. It's like quite a tall order. And I remember. I remember being on. So when you go into the classic, um, there's like a there's a green room. So behind the stage, there's like a stairwell to the side, and you go up it, and then behind the behind the stage upstairs is a green room, and then there's another stairwell on the other side that takes you down onto the stage. So like you're all up in the green room, blah blah blah. You're waiting, like shitting yourself the entire night, and then it got to me. And I remember the person who'd just been on coming up, the MC going down. He said a couple of words.
1: Who was your and MC on your first gig?
0: Good question. I don't... I've still got the recording, but I don't know their name. Oh, okay. But, Sorry um, for
1: interrupting, God.
0: No, it's fine. But, um, and I just remember, like, genuinely nearly passing out and shitting myself and being sick at the same time. And had I have done that, I would have passed out, shat myself, been sick all over myself and fell down a flight of stairs which would have smashed my face up.
1: And that would have been funnier than what you actually did on stage. Yeah,
0: that would well, unfortunately, there's a, there was a, a curtain in the way. But if that curtain weren't there, that's comedy gold.
1: But um, that would have been worth the five bucks that people have paid to, to go
0: there, literally. But um, yeah, it would have no, more
1: I, memorable anyway.
0: Sorry, man, yeah. I'm being
1: really mean right now. But uh. oh, no, no,
0: mate, it's uh, it's fine, it's fine. Um, like it's an open mic night, isn't it? Like, Unless something crazy happens, nothing is memorable on an open mic night.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you. you know what I mean, like, <laughs>
0: unless, uh, unless a group of hecklers are kicked out, start racially abusing the comedians, and then chased up the road by the comedians, you're not really going to remember a lot of nights specifically.
1: Shit, yeah. No, I, you are right.
0: I went out on my first night, and my only, like, my only goal was to to get a laugh. And I was, like, I was like, if I'm up, because you do six minutes in Auckland, so I was like, if I go up for six minutes, if I get one laugh, that's, like, job done, I don't care. And I got a couple of laughs. It went quite well for, like, a first time, and, like, I was buzzing. Like, you can't see anything, because you go up on stage and there's lights in your eyes. Yeah, it was just, like, the laughs come in, you start buzzing. Like, it's a feeling you never had before. I went on for nine minutes. I had a 6 minutes set. I went on for, I think, eight minutes. and like Shit, really? Yeah, so I fucked up the lights. Did you get lights. off? No, so so what happens at a classic, and like most comedy clubs, is you'll get a light, maybe like 30 seconds before you're meant to end, and then you'll get a light as you're meant to end, and then it will start flashing like when, you've, when you're going over. I fucked up the lights and couldn't remember what they meant, and then I just wasn't, I was so focused on my... What like, do you think they meant? Well, no, <laughs> keep because going? There's,
1: there's one... <laughs> oh, green for go, yeah, yeah, I may as well keep going. <laughs> it means I'm doing well.
0: But like what one you- of them, there's one, one light's white, one's red, then the red flashes and I just couldn't remember. And I wasn't looking at the lights as well. Like you're looking, there's, there's actual stage lights in your eyes. You're looking at the audience, you're not really focused. And the only reason they didn't play me off was because towards the end, I thought I was actually going to go under time rather than over it. So I kept going, oh, well, this is my second last joke. So I hope I, hope, <laughs> uh, I hope I do my time. And I think because I announced I had my second last joke and then my last joke, they let me off. But I've seen someone do. How like did nine, you
1: have? How did you have nine minutes worth of material on your first gig?
0: I think I just spoke really slowly, and not all of it was gold. Let's be honest. But I had. I it turned out to be <laughs> nine minutes. I filled in,
1: like I didn't even. I in yeah, I needed to have five minutes in Sydney, and I filled it in with like a street joke that's not even my own. Like that's yeah. super hack, but it was my first gig, so. <laughs>
0: I wrote my first joke like judge a, me. a minute before I went on, because I had you know how like some people will write the they write their gigs like on the inside of their hand or like the outside. I wrote it all along my arm like that, and you know oh, how, really? some what, word people, for word or like not word for word, but it wasn't one word per joke. It was like near enough a word per. There was the punchline, and then I had to set up, a word for the setup to the next joke. And the punchline of that joke, so it was like two words per joke, and it took my whole okay. arm up and I went out and just made like a shit joke about how I've got a tattoo and da, da da. and I like to read from it sometimes. and you got to laugh like because I think they're like an awkward comedian in New Zealand, so when you first start out, you're unless you're like really confident you're just going to be awkward. so it just sort of slips through like a lot of New Zealand comedians have just got like an awkward nature about them, like Reese Darby. great comedian but he just looks awkward it's that sort of alternative style isn't
1: it i had like a massive it was early it was only a couple of days ago i had this like fucking crazy you know when like you know someone you know a famous person like not personally but like you're trying to think of a famous person's name and you know you know everything about them except their name and i had that with reese darby the other day i was like Fucking like I saw his show in um, Auckland, it was so funny. But I was like, Murray from Flight of the Concords, what's his name? What's his fucking name? And it took me hours to remember what his name was. And it was that like I refused to look it up on Google. Obviously, you could Google it and know within like a couple of seconds, but I was like, I refused to do it. And I had this like two hours the other day of just trying to remember what Reese Darby's fucking name was. Um, but I remembered in the end, he was pivotal for me because it was a few months into living in Auckland and I'd been like gigging loads, like multiple times a week, but fully in the open mic scene. And I was kind of judging myself by open mic standards. So I was there thinking, oh, you know, like, you know, I'm doing all right, like always like, some of the like I'm always in the top comedians on the night like I don't bomb that often always doing well and then I went to Reese Darby's show at the classic in Auckland and it was just phenomenal just side splitting so good and it was a, a realization at that point like oh shit
0: this is, is what I
1: need to be doing. It's not just getting a few laughs in the night. It's n- like just being all right on an open mic night isn't good enough. It's yeah. like, this is what I need to be doing. Like a solid hour of consistent hilarity. And I remember that point so well. It was like, fuck, that's what I need to be doing. It was quite inspirational. In well, at
0: least it comes from Reese Derby. Like, could you imagine if it didn't come from Reece Derby? it just came because you started to do so shit that you went, I need to make people <laughs> yeah. laugh.
1: Yeah, maybe. I there, guess is so. like,
0: there is this weird moment as like when you start out doing comedy where you think you're doing well and then you just have like this watershed and it's like, oh no, I need to make people laugh all of the time.
1: Man, I think back to some of the gigs that I did like early on in Australia. And how I came off the stage thinking, ah, oh, that was alright, that was okay, um, and now I think like that would that must have just been embarrassing. I can't believe I did that. But I guess it's just, it's the same with like just getting better at anything. Your yeah. standards your standards raise, don't you? And like what you judge yourself against becomes harsher. And when you start off in comedy, just like getting through the five minutes, that's what you need to aim for. And then, you know, after six months and after a few gigs, you need, to, you need to raise those standards, don't you? It can't just be about getting through the night. It has to be about getting consistent laughter. It has to be about like punchlining really well. It has to be about being the best on the night. Just being like, all right, doesn't cut anymore. You have to be the best on the night and yeah. you know that's what I aim for now
0: I I had a bit of a problem when I come back from New Zealand um, the thing with, I noticed with New Zealand is like it is great it is a great place for comedy but because it's it's just not as busy as London and there's just not as much on offer in London so in London people can be very picky, very picky and just like you could say something that is fairly funny but if it's not that funny do you know what I mean you could be on a line of 15 other comedians like You've really got to stand out. And it's even just the pro comedians people have probably seen as well. So like, I come back from New Zealand where I was doing quite well. Or I felt like I was doing quite well. Like I went down to the Fringe Bar in Wellington, which is amazing. It's like a, a brilliant little venue. And I smashed it. I, I listened back to, I li- I listened back to that, um, that gig sometimes. And the laughter I got was like nothing I've ever received in my life. I left me that's my last gig in New Zealand I left New Zealand thinking I am about to smash the granny out of everything in comedy and I come over to London and for like the first month or two I was just like well below average I thought I had you know eight ten minutes going I come here and I was like I actually have only got like two or three of solid laughs and it's taken me a while to like Learn that the jokes I was doing in New Zealand. They were actually funny, but you just have to word them differently here. Like you, yeah, you yeah, have to try and sure. put another layer into into the joke for it to come off. Sometimes, like sometimes you'll do the joke and it's not it's not funny. It's just the element of surprises in there, or you've not taken them on a bit of a journey to get to the punchline.
1: I think I think the appetite in London is different as well. Yeah, because the standard is so high. Yeah. I I think in London like the standard is yeah, undoubtedly massively. like incredibly high. Um you really really need to be fantastic to stand out.
0: And even then like you're fantastic to stand out and you're probably going to be average amongst what is stood out.
1: You know? Like Yeah, yeah, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it gets to that I point think, where you you it's just like getting better and better slowly and like that's the one thing I learned was I spent ages trying to like perfect this five minutes and I got like I got in my own head because I wasn't writing that great and writing that great I don't know if that's even English but I wasn't writing that great and some jokes were coming. I've got some an jokes English degree. Learn.
1: I don't know. <laughs> so you're like, forgiven.
0: Eventually, I got to a point where everything started coming off, and like, oh, my fives together, and it's just started rolling. Like, oh, this is how sad I've gotten now. I was in bed the other night. This was like two a.m. I couldn't sleep. I got my phone out. I put the timer on. I'd done my full set in my head to see how long it would go of ah. everything I've <laughs> you <didn't> that much? <laughs> and I was I was, I was oh, timing shit. it, and I was like, I've been throwing new stuff in, and I was like, this is. And I got to a certain point, and I was like, okay, like I'm so much further than where I thought I was, but. Yeah, like fucking two in the morning, doing doing your set to yourself, timing your set. I wasn't even doing it for laughter; I was just doing it for time. That's how that's how fucking bad I've gotten. Man, I'd
1: be lying if I said I'd not been in my room, got my deodorant can, and like held it to my mouth and being like, "So,
0: yeah, (laughs) I'm not going to start
1: doing my bits (laughs) now."
0: Yeah, oh
1: man, I just can't wait to get back up there and get I, those laughs.
0: Neither can I. Hopefully everything opens up soon. Well, everything, that, that's, a bit of a, that's a bit of a dream. Because as everything will open up, it will probably close down as quickly if a second wave comes in. But um, hopefully things start to like, relax a little bit, just so at least we, if we are going to go through another intense period of lockdown... Event. at least maybe we'll get a couple
1: of weeks so we can just go out and gig and just get out our systems for a bit yeah fingers crossed man fingers crossed
0: well.
1: it's weird i'm on my work laptop and throughout this it's like half nine now and throughout we've been recording for the past like hour and a half and people from like in my work team have been coming up on skype <laughs> kind of weird that people are like at half nine on a I'm hoping they're just like me. They don't have a laptop of their own, so they just or like comedy watch Netflix. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they are doing comedy podcasts. Yeah. Who
0: knows? Uh, oh, you can do. You can fucking you can get to them. Problem solved. You can let me get to them. I've been trying out
1: material in my like Monday morning Zoom meetings. Just been like, yeah. Oh god. So yeah. Office culture. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Good job we don't do that. <laughs> So anyone been on Tinder recently? That's weird, isn't it?
0: So that was the end of the episode with Tim Combley. If you've liked the podcast so far, please share, subscribe, give it a good review, and keep your ear out for the next episode. Cheers.